Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag college football. Biggest thing is we got to focus on ourselves. And that's what we talked about finishing. doesn't matter who the opponent is. Uh, just trying to play the best game we can play. We're not going to always have the best hand. These first two games, we're probably not going to have the best hand. But the only chance we have to win is to go out there and play our best. And so with two games in five days, is going to be pretty challenging on our guys. That transition between the Saturday-Thursday game, uh, we kind of thought it out as a coaching staff and try to do as much as we can to, to stay fresh for Thursday. But we're going to go in there and compete. That's Demario Warren talking about his Southern Utah Thunderbirds. They open the season week zero. That's this Saturday. Uh, at San Jose State, and then they turn around and play Thursday night against Arizona State. Your Sun Devils opening up right after the Utah-Weber State game on the Pac-12 Network. Two games, five days. He was on with Hands and Scotty. Those are tall tasks, PK. It's easy to see a Big Sky team coming out of those games 0-2. No, I don't care about 0-2. There better be one, uh, at least 1-1. <laughs> See, they can do whatever they want Saturday. But Thursday, those Devils better win. Well, they got the advantage in consistency of coaching. We drop guys like flies down Le- where I come from. Left and right. And up the middle. That's where he's strengthening your team is, you know. Week zero football. If you're looking for some college football to watch tomorrow, Nebraska and Illinois played 11 a.m. on Fox. UConn and Fresno State at noon on the CBS Sports Network. Hawaii and UCLA at 1.30 on ABC. And UTEP and New Mexico State, 7.30 on Flow Football. That's where you're going to find that game. We were talking about it yesterday, PK. Flow Football. Streaming. Southern Utah and San Jose State, 8 o'clock at night on the CBS Sports Network. Is that F-O-L or F-L-O-W? No F-L-O-W. W. Just F-L-O. F-L-O. Uh. So you got three Mountain West teams playing there if you want to track the Mountain West. I do. Thought you might... Knew you thought I might. Pac-12 will not pursue expansion, quote, at this time, the conference said Thursday. Any speculation they might add some Big 12 schools? Pac-12 Commissioner George Klavkov said stability was important to us. And there's nobody there who can give us money, any stability. That was the party thought, but didn't say out loud. Why do people speak the truth, man? These teams aren't worth nearly enough cash to do that. You know what they don't understand? The more truth you speak, the more respect you get. People duck the truth because they don't want to put themselves out there. They don't respect you that way. Speak the truth, and people will respect you more. They don't understand that concept. West Virginia president and Vernal native Gordon Gee said he believes college football playoff expansion is on life support, and he will not vote in favor of the proposed 12-team model when the college football playoff board of managers meets next month. Is it Gee or G? Don't know. Then why'd you go with Gee? Had to pick one. I wasn't going to say Gordon What's-His-Face until right now when I did. Gordon Gee and or G says, I think expansion is on life support now. I have one of the votes. I think it needs to be unanimous, and I'm not voting for it. I think the Big Ten will not vote for it, and the Pac-10 will probably not vote for it either. It's one of those ideas that I think was very good when there was stability. When there's instability, the idea becomes less appropriate. You called it the Pac-10. Jeez. You call yourself a Channel 2 employee. 
Crimson Club for over a decade. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I think we all know what's at stake, and, and I talked about that a little bit the other day about perspective and how important that perspective is to focus on this season and, and enjoy you know, the most out of this season because there are a lot of unknowns. So we're just going to enjoy this season. It's, it's title town. It's championship or disappointment just about every year. That's Aaron Rodgers on expectations in Green Bay and his mentality. He's been consistent saying that. A lot of unknowns beyond that. He's so philosophical. Yeah, right. Chargers running back Austin Eckler says he will give away free autographed jerseys throughout the season to fantasy football players who start him in their weekly lineup and post their victories on social media. Said Wednesday uh, night in a tweet that winners will be chosen every week throughout the season and sent the signed jersey. He is the seventh best running back in ESPN's fantasy ranking, so why wouldn't you be starting him? Because uh, this one through six is on the same team? (laughs) That team's loaded and somebody drafted really poorly in that league. Ask me why. Eh? You've got uh, breaking news you saw from Adam Schefter. New Orleans Saints. Ride some Taysom bench. Winston is going to be starting for the New Orleans Saints. Saints players seen congratulating him. Other Saints players seen controlling, uh, consoling an hysterical, hysterical Taysom Hill because he did not win the starting job. Sources told PK. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I know you don't want to. You're afraid you're going to channel two people won't watch it but i just don't see it man sorry i wish i did <laughs> he could start for the bottom half of the league i mean he started last year and was basically a 500 quarterback there's plenty of quarterbacks who start in the league Maybe or 500 quarterbacks. the bright spot well that's the truth <laughs> channel two 10 30 <laughs> but he's not going to start for a team that is wants to go to the playoffs and wants to win in the playoffs and that's what the saints want to do no team thought he was a starting quarterback in the nfl that's true I mean, nobody drafted him. And he never hit the open market. The Saints signed him, so. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. One of the best curveballs I ever saw. Oh, my goodness. Swung on and missed. He strikes him out. Gordon down. Not an easy question either with those three. 95 to strike him out. Back to Bevins. And he got him. An immaculate inning. An immaculate inning, PK. Three strikeouts on nine pitches. And he did it for the third. That's Boston uh, Red Sox ace Chris Sale. Doing it for the third time in his career. He did it in the third inning as Boston beat Minnesota 12-2. One of the best curveballs they've ever seen. Remember that. That's going to be a theme this morning. But, uh... Hey-o. Would you rather... <laughs> would you... <laughs> you know you liked it. <laughs> I did. That's why I laughed. <laughs> would you rather have an immaculate inning or three outs on three pitches? I suppose you'd rather have three outs on three pitches. Of course, that'll never happen because then the third batter... Takes will, a pitch. ...will not swing <laughs> at the just, first pitch. It's just, just, that's happened before... And then the third batter never swings. We got to work on this guy's pitch count. Never swings to the first pitch. It could be a 
a 75 mile an hour down the pipe that thing up. He doesn't swing. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Just groove him a batting practice. <laughs> he won't swing. He will not swing. <laughs> so, yeah. The stri- strikeouts today, they don't really have the allure that they used to, and they certainly don't have the disappointment. But Chris Sale, you know, he's got it going on. He's a, he's like a, like a miniature Randy Johnson that way. He's very tall and lanky, and Randy obviously was extremely tall at 6'10". So I saw that and thought, that, that's pretty cool. What would you rather have? You'd rather conserve your pitch count, which I think they probably do. I think when you reach his level, personal stats and all that stuff, they're, they're nice, but he's already achieved all that stuff. So it's about helping his team win. And Boston is still in the thick of things for sure. Red Sox battling for that last wild card berth. They've got the uh, lead on Oakland right now by two and a half games. Yeah, Oakland's lost five in a row now. Yeah, they're taking on water. Yankees got him again. Yankees Whoa. seven to six. Aaron Judge RBI single, giving the Yankees their twelfth consecutive victory, their longest streak since 1961. Roger Maris was taking care of business back then. The Orioles had that massive 19-game losing streak, but now they've won two in a row. They beat the Angels 13-1. The Angels' only run was Shohei Otani's 41st homer. I think he let off the game. That is tops (laughs) in the major leagues. And it was all downhill from there. All (laughs) Orioles the rest of the day. Right. You didn't get there early. You missed any uh, Angel offense. Giants keep doing their thing. They sweep the Mets, beat them again 3-2 to remain on top of the NL West. Dodgers keep pace. Max Scherzer, an outstanding performance as the Dodgers beat the Padres for the third time in a row. Four zip the final score there. You know what's funky? What is funky? Is that you can have... See, the Dodgers can finish 15 games ahead of the Padres. Mm-hmm. And then the Padres can beat him in a one-game playoff. Or the Reds, but I get your point, yes. So you don't sort want to be of, in the wild card. Sort of a little bit of a hitch in the wild card deal. You could be substantially better but than... you still got to win that one game yeah. or you're out. Yeah. The Reds are 11 games over five hundred right now, holding on to that last wild card berth. They have moved two games in front of the Padres. They beat the Brewers 5-1. I have a Joey Votto t-shirt, by the way. Oh, do you really? Yes. Okay. I I wear it proudly. But the Dodgers right now are 11 and a half games in front of the Reds and are sitting on the second best record in all of baseball. But like you say, as things stand right now, their fate would rest on one game. Yeah, and it's going and to be your point. And, right, and your, your point holds. If the Dodgers catch the yeah. Giants, then the Giants' right. fate will rest on one game. So it is a little bit of the hitch. You feel better if it's something like it is in the American League, where right now oh, the Yankees yeah, are it's three. A dog fight. Yeah, the Yankees yeah. are three games in front of the Red Sox. Right. If they meet, eh, it's good enough. Well, yeah, they deserve it. They deserve but when you're ten to fifteen games in front of the next team, if you don't win, I think everybody would be like, Ugh, "That's not ideal." But, right, but nevertheless, but that's what it is. We love our playoffs. We love our postseason. These drama. are the rules we've chosen, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> Bees lost 7-6 to the Tacoma Rainiers. Teams will square off once again tonight at 8 o'clock. Steve Klopke on the call here on the Zone Sports Network. Hashtag RSL. 
RSL in Vancouver, Sunday night against the Whitecaps. They beat them at home 3-1, to although that game was much closer than it appeared. They scored twice in stoppage time. And then they uh, blasted them 4-0, so they beat them twice, third and final meeting. They'll be in Vancouver. Vancouver's been on the road for more oh, than a year. Jeez. <laughs> Had to go to the tournament in Orlando. They were down no, there for a month. Yeah, and then CONCACAF. You went down to six. S- Six games at the end of last season in Portland. Over to Monte Carlo. You're making I mean, all that up. Just... Nine games here in Utah. They're finally back home. They actually have had one home game since they went back home and they beat LAFC. So. You just wonder, though, you know, taking a broader approach. A broader approach. If uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's going to go to Man U because, you know, they want him. I think he's going to go to Man City. Well, they want, you know, to. They just want to reunite, you know, with the old uh, Trafford return. I don't know if it's going to happen, but. It's what's, what's what Man United wants. City. You hope. Yeah. But I don't know, because you got Bruno Fernandez who's trying to make a move on that to see what they can do with Ronaldo. You know what what is mean? Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock I mean, the, Plumbing. The transfer window this summer is just obscene. Unbelievable. This. What do you make of Mbappe making a $200 million move? Ah, uh, well, it, it, is it in USD? Yeah, $218 million overall. Oh, Maron, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, for guys who can't play baseball, they can really cash in. Good point. <laughs> Coming up, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, his weekly visit at 8.30. Arizona football coach Jed Fish coming up at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Former BYU quarterback John Beck with us. Tell us everything you know about Jaron Hall. You've been working with him. You've worked with a fellow named Zach before that and seemed to have some pretty good success. What are you seeing with Jaron? I'm excited with the skill set that he brings to the position. It's a guy that's been around football for years, but in terms of how much football he's done over the past few years, it's been limited because of injuries. So I see the skill set. He worked really hard this offseason. I've heard that things are going really well for him this camp. So for me, it's going to be, let's see what the offense looks like with him at the helm. It's not going to look exactly like Zach, but Jaron brings an athleticism that is somewhat close to some of the things that Zach did. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah, counting you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 60 and 60, presented by Cypress Credit Union, and Icon Health and Fitness here on The Zone Sports Network. Anybody surprised or disappointed to hear the conference champions is not pursuing expansion at this time? Any of you folks out there surprised? That's the question today on social media. Grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic. Send us your takes, and Yach will play them. David says, well, given the fact they haven't won championships in a while, I figured they'd want to keep that in-house. So, no. Really, when you think about it, of all the available expansion candidates, the one that would draw them the most money is BYU. And they've already passed on BYU. So why would you be surprised that they pass now? Because according to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, I think it is, the writer there, says, with millions of interested Mormons, and you got a few, you know, a couple thousand uninterested Mormons, but with millions of interested Mormons... 
BYU is Notre Dame Light. And he spells it L-I-T-E, which is a reference to beer, which is sort of ironic in a way. Bringing everything full circle. Yeah. Want them to change doctrine, some people, apparently. And they ain't changing. Get over it. <laughs> right guy says, what's the point? Why I have a huge conference where you can't even play half the teams. He does not like the way college sports is trending. Well, no one's preventing you. I think, uh, what, uh, is it, uh, who is it this year? Is it Wake Forest in North Carolina? I think they have a non-conference football game. If they're not going to let them play in conference yeah. and their neighbors there in North Carolina, yeah. they'll just schedule a non-conference game. <laughs> right. So We like playing each other. <laughs> each other's fans can go to the game. We don't have to rent a charter airplane. Fine. One time, way back when, flew in on a rainy night, not in Georgia, but in North Carolina. And I came out of the Greensboro airport, and I didn't know where I was going. You didn't have the stuff on your phone. And I was going to Wake Forest, and instead of turning right, I turned left. I got way lost. Took me a long time to get to where uh, am I? Winston-Salem. Eventually, I got there, where Mike Doliak and Drew Hansen were playing ping pong with the energy of someone who had just run seven consecutive marathons because the game was Thursday and they'd been there since Sunday. A certain basketball coach didn't have little kids at home or whatever. So he took them and parked the team in North Carolina for a week. (laughs) By the time I got there Wednesday, they were bored out of their minds. Hey, guys. And it was Christmas break, so there wasn't even any school to be studying for. (laughs) Ouch. Scott says it's no surprise at all. It's the Pac-12. What did you expect? (laughs) What does that mean? I think he views them as a league that isn't very aggressive. And he's heard them talk before about how they want the academics to match up. And they're going to, for them to expand, it's going to have to be a really glamorous move. Colorado and Utah were glamorous moves? No, <laughs> but they needed 12 at that point to have a championship game. And since then, the rules have changed, and you don't need oh, to learn There was anymore. never any rules. There was a rule. No, there wasn't. Yes, there was. There was not. Yes, the Big no... 12 hadn't gotten its quote-unquote waiver yet. But the, from whom? The NCAA. I don't think NCAA has no jurisdiction to tell you how many games you can play they did and all that. that. No, they, they did didn't. They didn't have to get the Big 10, said, Big 12 said, screw you. And they said, okay. Right, but the Pac-12 <laughs> didn't think to do that. You can say they're not aggressive. They were the most aggressive. They're the ones who went after Texas and Oklahoma. The SEC just stole the idea a decade later. They were extremely aggressive. You can criticize Larry Scott for whatever you want, but aggressiveness? That guy, he was aggressive big time thinking that we're going to do that. That would have been a home run with the bases loaded. A grand slam. So they were extremely aggressive. Austin says, with the alliance that was just formed with the ACC and the Big Ten, there is no need to expand. And there is no need and no teeth to that alliance. This is the worst alliance in the history of alliances. Name me the alliance of something or other football was better than this alliance. The American alliance. No. The alliance of American football. There it is. For one, it was too wordy. Full steed ahead. I think the goal of the alliance is to rein in the SEC, shut down the playoffs, and they're going to do it, as Gordon Gee and or G just said. Shut down the playoffs? So spite yourself? That makes, that makes a hell of a sense. 
Why did you shut it down? I think they're just shutting it down for now. I think when the deal is up, it'll go to eight or twelve, and then it'll go out and go well, to I mean, bid. There's nothing to be networks. had for now. So you can't, there's no need to shut it down because it doesn't exist for Well, now. they were on their way to the plan of expanding to 12 and just handing ESPN a deal for another 10 or but 15 it, years. Not, you can't do anything now. There's nothing to be had for now. Eldon believes the Pac-12 should expand to the next level down. To get bigger and join the Mountain West. So clever. If I click on this, will he be an Aggie or a Cougar? Uh, either way, he'll be stupid. <laughs> Michael says, I'm not really surprised no one left in the Big 12 is worth it. BYU, are we still talking about how they don't fit? That's been talked about for 10 years. How do they not fit? We've talked about it for 10 years. Good grief. How do they not fit? <sighs> Actually, they're the perfect fit. There's not a school more geographically aligned than BYU. They are the perfect fit. San Diego State. No, you might as well go Northridge then. <laughs> You're just trying to hurt me. <laughs> Bringing the Matadome into the Pac-12. Uh, right, who's, right guy who said, why have a huge conference where you can't even play half the teams? And Burst says, the SEC is built this way, and their model is very successful. Say that again. The SEC is built this way, and their model is very successful. So make a 14-team league. Make a 16-team league. Don't worry that you're not playing all the teams all the time. And I think they wouldn't okay, but if they could get schools like Oklahoma and Texas when they expanded. Well, if you have Alabama in your league, then and that's what you're judged on of the metric of success, then you're going to be successful. So you could put Alabama in the big sky. And if you're judged by getting to the top and winning it, if that's what equals success, then you're successful. So the Pac-12's problem right now is they're not in the Pete Carroll era. And Alabama is in the Saban era. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. Because if this would have been when there were no L.A. football teams at the pro level and the Trojans were the pro team and the sexy team and all the stars were there and all that stuff, yeah, they would have been, we wouldn't have been batting eyelash. And, and uh, who was it? Hanson was the Pac-12 or Pac-10 uh, commissioner then. Yeah. But things changed. And one day Nick Saban will retire and this too shall change. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know about that. Because they're probably going to get another big name dude. Tons of speculation that they're going to get Dabo. Oh, Sweeney's not going to go. I know you're going to go there. I know. He's but not. the longer he wins at Clemson, why move? He's not. They're going to hire somebody on the staff. You got it at Clemson. I mean, somebody who's just been recently fired and goes to, they're like the... Uh, they rehab coaches, the, uh, yeah, reputation. Like the place, you know, uh, they have these things along the coast for animals, uh, yeah, mammals. They go ahead and rehab them. Uh, and they do it for dogs and all, for some people who, for some reason, beyond comprehension, are cruel to animals. 
And so they have these rehab places. Well, that's essentially what Nick Staben's staff is. Going rehab. Who is it? Jim O'Brien now? Is he the yep. latest? Yeah. I have a feeling Alabama's just going to be fine going forward no matter what. And besides, Saban isn't talking about quitting anyway. As long as he's got his health, he could he could do it for another seven, eight, nine years easily. Keep, keep grinding out twelve win teams. To. Seems like he's having the time of his life. So the Pac-12 needs USC or Oregon to go on an awesome run. It doesn't matter who it is. I don't know why you single those two. Well, they seem like the two most likely to do it. Mm, he needs anybody. They need Cal to go on an awesome run. They take whomever. So they're not expanding now. They're not expecting expanding anytime soon. Do you see them ever expanding? Yes. Only to replace somebody who's left? Well, I because I, I don't know that they will be in a f- position of uh, consistency as they are now with the with the twelve because. Uh, I believe there's a potential for it to be morphed into something completely different. I believe that potential is out there. You're right. So whether it's through expansion or... Or like uh, the Big 12, they have to replace teams. However you do, there will not be a Pac-12 10 years from now. What will there be? Take a guess. That's what I'm talking about. I think they're going to merge, and they're going to call it other things. And so a large clump of the teams will be together. But I mean, I think there needs to be a total revampage of college athletics. You know, there's just there's no need. Uh, the women's tennis team, which has three people from Germany and two from. Croatia in Tucson goes up to Seattle to play tennis. Why? (laughs) So take your football and maybe some other sports. You can go a little broad-based, but have the rest of them be more geographically aligned. What difference does it make? There was a time they used to do that. Especially in the individual sports. But not anymore now. Where winning that individual title of women's tennis or whatever it might be. Golf. Wrestling. Golf is the easiest one. I don't know. They're all the same to me. They're all easy. And so have those. You can, doesn't matter where you're at. If you're good enough, you can succeed. So who cares? So why spend all this money having this unification? And, and, and now with the NIL, I get it. Academics are so important. I get it. I, I, I understand that. And keep preaching it. Meanwhile, people and, and kids are choosing to go where they can play. <laughs> so you can, the fans don't buy it, nor do they care. Stay eligible. It's up to you what you do with your academics. You, you, 1972, somebody told you a chair can get into ASU. All right, I got into ASU. Look at me now. I'm fine. So who cares whether it's a chair or a table? Or a light stand? What difference does it make? The coach trying to win cares. Because there's some players he wants that he thinks he could get, and then suddenly someone in admission says, you can't have them. And then they go to another school and they beat his team and he's furious. 
That's what that is all about. And beyond that, it isn't much. Right. But that, that. And is if what he would have beat the team, he wouldn't have said it. But That's so he's story. whining because right. he lost. So who? And and it, and so now blame the admissions, blame the referees. We are a society of victims. Everybody wants to be a victim. So academics is up to the individual what he or she wants to do with it. Uh, so I think we need to get past that and s- separate the two because we're sort of going down that road anyway. So go ahead and do with it. That's separate what- football from everything else, even men's basketball. It's all, it's all about the football. It's 85% of the money or something in these TV deals. It's about the football. And there's so few road games that it doesn't matter if your team has to travel a long way because you just don't travel that much. Yeah, it's a short amount of time, too. You leave on Friday. Maybe you would leave Thursday night if it was the Hurricanes playing the Huskies of Washington or something. Yeah, from Miami to Seattle. Yeah, so, you know, under those circumstances. But largely intact of what you're saying. So I, I wonder if they'll just break off. The BYU seems to be functioning fine, and they don't have all their teams in one conference. And there could be a lot more of that. So in that case, you're looking at four, eight, or nine team divisions, leagues, conferences, whatever you want to call them. Sure. And the question is, will Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M be in the West with USC? and Oregon and Washington, and maybe two or three more teams? Or will most of the Pac-12 survive as the Western Division? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why, you won't, why it wouldn't. I guess as they try to squeeze more teams out so the fewer teams get to divide the money. Depends on who you let in those other three leagues. And I'm sure those lists exist at ESPN and at the SEC offices. So are you going to have sure like they've messed around 20 with this teams? Idea. Uh, I think it's more four of eight or four of nine. I think 40 at the most, but maybe 32 or 36. There's no way UC Los Angeles is going to be left out. It's just not happening. So you could have, a, if, you're, if, if you had eight teams. Oh, you're just arbitrarily choosing yeah. numbers. <laughs> well, I, I think that's where it's going. For all the but, reasons you bring up. Hence, you don't know. I get it. You, that's nobody your nobody knows. Right, I know. It's everybody's opinion. But when you speak, peop, you're, you're the award winner and all this stuff, so people think you know what you're talking about, but the you're worst, just making it up. The worst case scenario is for Ute fans getting squeezed out. USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma. That's seven teams in the West. You just, but you're just randomly picking teams. They're not random. Those are teams that have the most money and the biggest brands. And they got room for one or more, one or two more teams. <laughs> According to you. Yeah. <laughs> but you're acting not like just, there's some not, shred of truth or fact to this. Not just, just making it up. Not just me. It's not just me. Who is it? It's been written out there by plenty of people. Oh, great. So we got one guy who just happened. decides to write something. Yeah. There, that's fact. It's written out there. Great. It's written out there. It's not exactly the Bible here. Absolutely not. Or in your case, the other one. That's not going to Stuff happen. can change in a decade. Oh, there'll be five trillion lawsuits and this and that. Yeah, believe me, you'll be pushing up daisies, as <laughs> Ralphie said. You said in ten years from now. You said in ten years it wasn't going to exist. So now you're going daisies and long from now. You're trying to get me in a contradiction. 
I give you credit, but you're failing miserably. At no point did I say any of these 12 teams would be left out. You said in 10 years the Pac-12 won't exist. I did not say that. I said that it won't necessarily be called that, but the teams will be clumped together. Roll the tape. That's what I said. I don't. Think I think the- some will get left out. I mean, that's the whole point of this. I mean, that's why they took Oklahoma and Texas and they cut out the other eight teams. And that's why the Pac-12 doesn't want to take any of the other eight teams. You're not worth as much money. So they're gone. So it's like you say, UCLA will be okay. I think you're right, because UCLA is worth more money. Oh, and I think the Arizonas will be fine. I think Colorado will be fine. I think Utah will be fine. Yeah. I mean, we make a big deal. Oh, we got to go play a game in Texas. Because there's all these recruits in Texas. We got to play one game. Every other year, TCU, we get to go. We'll take the recruits home twice, and it's a big deal. Now, all of a sudden, Arizona cranks out quarterbacks like BYU used to do in the 70s and 80s, and you're out the door. It doesn't make any sense. Well, times have changed. Technology has changed. Like you said, games are on TV everywhere. And even 20 years ago, it wasn't like this. But still a big deal. Schedule a game in Texas. You get that recruiting base. One game is a big, big deal. No, they're not going to be left out. Utah's not going to be left out. Are you kidding? They're a premier research institution. You're forgetting the academic snobs will always be there. They'll never change. They have to be there. That's what they built their professional careers on. They didn't build it on athletics. The university president isn't some good old boy who's been hanging around the athletic department for years. He he or she (laughs) is an accomplished academician, if that's even a word. It just sounded nice. I think it is, but... It's close enough. <laughs> Academic, academia, you know. Tomato, tomato. So they're always light. going to push that. And Utah, with its research and obviously with all the medical stuff, it's always going to be premier. It's never going to change. They'll be fine. And you, because you, you talk about the other schools, but you never talk about Utah, because that man, that that's that's sensitive to our listeners. Because if the, if the Arizona schools are out, sure as hell Utah well, is I, out. I don't think that the Arizona <laughs> schools are out. I, I think Arizona, could but you be never in trouble, mention them. But I don't think ASU would be. I think there's. A, How about Utah? Because nobody <clears throat> think, cares whether the Arizonas are in trouble or not up here. They think, care about this thing I, right up the hill there. I think USC, Oregon, and Washington are 100 percent safe. No matter. And how about where this Utah? Goes. I think Arizona, Oregon State, and Washington State. I'm do what you do. There's no path forward. The other six, <laughs> it's all playing the odds. How about Utah? Are they They're in, in the trouble? Other six? Yes, yes or no? Definitely, maybe. Because <laughs> who knows what it's going to look like? And I'm definitely they could get squeezed no. out. They are not going to be in trouble. But you know, UCLA is probably ninety percent safe. This is all just made up. We have no factual basis on this whatsoever. You know, you Somebody wrote something you somewhere. Haven't, you haven't talked to anybody who might know anything about this. And they have speculation. They don't know. No, you, nobody knows because it hasn't no? happened. And Klyavkov basically came out and said, he said, it, paraphrasing, Go ahead. it's going to be fine in the next TV deal, but 15 or 20 years from now, who knows? Duh. Who knows? So how can I say Utah is going to be in trouble? Who knows? I personally believe no. I believe the stuff that I said the other day, growing economy, fastest this and that, best this and that. We hear it all the time. Research institution. Uh, It's centrally located. You can go east. You can go west. 
If they keep winning after Winningham, if the Utes keep winning after Kyle retires. I don't think winning is that big of a deal. If winning was it that may, big of if a it deal, maintains Colorado the passion. would have never gotten in. If it maintains the passion. It'll always have the passion. Sure, the passion isn't going anywhere. Yeah, the passion I, I thought, is only I increasing. Thought Utah, I thought Utah basketball would always have the passion. But you told me it's all about it football. Doesn't. So who cares about that? Because they had the passion and they were winning, and then they're not winning, and the passion isn't there. Great. So now that, back to the to- topic so of football. that's the parallel. <laughs> it could happen in football, too, just like it happened in basketball. When she, yeah, okay. The sun could fall from the sky. There's any number of things that could happen. But what is going to happen? No. Utah football is here to stay. Maybe they don't win as much. When BYU went through mm. 0-1 to 0-4, there was no loss right. of passion. In fact, the passion increased. The animosity, the negativity, the anger. You couldn't go anywhere without, at least for me, because I was covering for the watchdog, no matter where I went, BYU fans were furious. We cashed in bonuses big time because people were furious and they wanted to come on the air and vent about that football program. That's what that's we're when, approaching that's with That's when the Lisa U. became famous. That's what we're approaching with the U now. And, and why, yeah, I can't guarantee that they're going to win at the level that they have been for whatever. I can't guarantee anything. I can't, been, I can't guarantee I'll be alive Sunday. So how in the hell am I supposed to guarantee some football status of a program in 10 years? Not going to happen. I just believe, based on all the parameters right now, the University of Utah is going to be fine. Somebody, I don't know if it's the Pac-12 or Pac-13 or Pac-47, I don't know. But where they are and what they offer, what they have, it's just too valuable. I go back to the bathroom at Sun Devil Stadium and the Pac-12 Official saying we love having Utah in this conference. That's never going to change. That's only growing. It's not receding. It's growing. Utah is in a great spot. I happen to think they're in a better spot than the Arizonas. And more than half of the teams in the conference, Utah is more solid. I can say that without any hesitation. I think the Utes brand is in the middle of the conference. So depending on how this goes, they could be in or out. Because oh, you're no. right, nobody knows. They're and in. I think I think ASU's pretty safe. I think Arizona could be in trouble. I don't know. I don't know what to say on that. I mean, that's your opinion. ASU's sitting in the middle of a metropolitan area, and they will want those eyeballs on streaming or however we're watching games at that point. That's easy to make that leap to that conclusion. So, yes, I see where you're going with that. But Utah, Utah's right there, man. They are, they are right there. In the, the fact middle, that there's passion here and not the NFL could work in the Utes' favor big time if things start getting dicey. But the other thing that could work in their favor is what you said earlier, is that the people calling the shots are the academics. Right. The academic meanings. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and so they may struggle with the whole, wow, right. are we really going to go down to 32 teams and look like the NFL? Yeah, yeah, Maybe right. we stay at 40. Right. You know, And at that point, Utah's the kind of program that might really benefit from a decision like that. They will. Right. If, it comes to, if you because combine academics and athletics, Utah, I think they're third or fourth in a conference. I don't know that I give University of Washington an advantage over them. Yeah, they'll never cut out Seattle. <laughs> they'll always want the eyeballs that. to come with it. Uh, yeah, I agree. But I think they're right there with them. USC, and that's a pretty high level. USC, Oregon, Washington, 
And then in the next group, UCLA, Utah. Yeah, but you got to keep Stanford if you want academics. If you want to look like okay, you so have now a Stanford about academics. So, of so UCLA and Stanford are four and five. So now the Utes have the sixth best brand. I don't think they do. That's no. I think they're way better than Stanford. <laughs> okay, but academics are part of the brand, right? That's why Stanford will get in. Well, it's possible that eight of the twelve or nine of the twelve would survive it. I think that's what will happen. That's what I'm thinking. That just means don't lump Oklahoma and the Texas schools and, in the West. And in 10 and 15 years, I don't really give a crap either way. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll still want to watch your Sun Devils. I will, but they're not going to close up the program. Go back to the whack when they were winning championships. That'd be great. <laughs> ASU and San Diego State. Sweet. At Boise State in the Mountain West. All right, DJ and PK. It's all speculation. George Klavkov has already told us it's not going to happen in this next deal. Beyond that, anything could. The Athletic, man, reporting big news. We'll get to that next. DJ and PK, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30, presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON, on your home of the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Get ready for the upcoming jazz season at the Jazz Team Store. End of August sale. End of summer sale. It runs today and tomorrow at Vivint Arena. Get great deals on the latest jazz gear. Today and tomorrow. Yeah, I was out there yesterday. My steady flow of folks. We did the show with Gordon yesterday afternoon. And they had a ton of stuff. Um, neighbor kid just got home from a mission. Another uh, another neighbor guy got off for work downtown here. And there were people there all, the whole time we were there from 2 to 6. So it looks like they got some good deals for you. Do the Christmas shop and you're three months out. Just knock it out. Be done with it. All right. There's breaking news from The Athletic. You were yelling right before the break. What does the athletic Still know? Still early in this process, but Big 12 sources tell the athletic there's one school they're already seriously discussing, BYU. Not a surprise. Really? Yeah, last time they did this, when they did the dog and pony show, hey, maybe we're going to add, and then they decided not. Okay. There was one story that, or more than one story, but it was out of Texas, that BYU clearly financially was Team 11 and nobody else was Team So 12. they didn't do it, and a large reason, at least what we were told, was the LGBTQT thing, and that thing is not only there, it'll be there forever, but it's growing stronger. Jeff Reholland apparently said something this week. I don't understand all the fuss. This has been their doctrine forever. Why now? What did Jeffrey Holland say that hasn't been said a hundred times over? Did I miss something? I don't follow it, but it seems like every six months, every year, every whatever, they say it. They bring it up to our attention, and they're not changing. And what was it? A group out of Iowa got a petition going and all that stuff. So the Big 12 wants to get involved with that. It was a student organization from Iowa State. Yeah. So it is, to me, it's very surprising. Well, okay. But the, it'll be more surprising than if they actually do it. You can't be surprised that it'll be strongly considering BYU. 
At the end, maybe that'll be the hurdle that isn't cleared and but the reason doesn't been, do it. No, it is surprising because they've already gone through. BYU is not going to offer you anything more than they offered you before. You are intimately familiar with BYU. Right. Now, I think they should invite BYU. I'm, I'm just presenting the deal. I know Gordon was all hot and bothered, wrote something about it, said he got a ton of reaction, blah, 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 blah. A little hesitant to talk about it on the radio. I'm fine with talking about it because this doctrine isn't changing. Unless it does change, maybe I'm wrong. But it seems to me since I've been living here and I've been hearing about it, it doesn't change. And they want to love the people, but that activity they believe is against what God wants. Am I summarizing it correctly? That sounds like a <laughs> quick summary, yes. It doesn't mean that they hate the people or I'm not saying any of that stuff. It goes against God's commandments. Yeah, so... If you believe God tells you to do something, what what can I tell you? So they already know. They've researched and vetted out BYU through and through. So they've already got they've got such a head start on what BYU brings. I believe they know intimately what BYU brings. I'm not sure the people who write this stuff know about that other stuff to the left. Some do. I'm sure some do. But I don't. I, I I seriously doubt. But that, that they they know Jeffrey Holland said these things would, the other day that blew up. I would seriously doubt that too. I would expect that a writer there has talked to an administrator there. An administrator has said, "Well, they're at the top of our list." Well, they were at the top of the list last time. Now that didn't do any good because nobody on the list got in. But the Big Twelve financially is in a little more desperate situation now than they were then. Oh, I think BYU's best of the unclaimed. Yeah. But are they the safest? We could argue no. Well, if they need to add four teams, they could go Cincinnati, Memphis, Houston, UCF, and leave oh, BYU no, out. There's no shortage of teams if you need to add them. They said That's they've the, heard from about 15 teams, mostly Mountain West and AAC. Well, duh. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So. And you, I would think that most of the schools they've heard from, they, they vetted the last time around. There shouldn't be that many surprises. I guess some uh, things change I, over I a think, few years. I you think, know, with university presidents, who was in, who's okay, out, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you who were... were. I, I can't tell you which of those eight presidents right. are still the same. Right. But there's still people in the bureaucracy who are in place, and there's a file somewhere with all the info in the conference office. So it's not that much ground to cover. If you could put the social stuff aside, I don't know if you can, but if you, if you did, or maybe it doesn't matter, you don't need to put it aside because you're comfortable with that. Either way, to me, to me, I join the course of people who've been writing this. BYU is an absolute no-brainer. Quote, the people who didn't want BYU before are leaving the conference, unquote. That comes from that story in The Athletic. What does that mean? That means Oklahoma and Texas didn't want BYU. Or Oklahoma well, but or I thought Texas. it was or, Iowa or, or, that got the thing are, going. there are administrators State. in other schools who have... Oh, so an administrator left even if the school is there. Or administrators are right. leaving, are retiring, moving on, etc. The thing about that is, are we sure every person at all these schools doesn't have a problem or thinks homosexual activity is wrong? Are, are we sure everybody at Utah thinks that, hey, I'm okay with it? Well, there's no I way. believe in gay there's, marriage. I believe in whatever. There's no way right. there's in everybody when you're right. talking about 
30,000 students and however many I'm thousand talking about faculty. administrators and football coaches and, and all that stuff. So I'm okay. not talking about Mary, so the biology of, student. Well, except that it was the Iowa State students who starting a petition and I don't know, did they demonstrate on camps or whatever? I didn't, I, I don't know, but whatever. So to some degree, those people matter. I get university presidents matter more than your average sophomore. Are we going to go down the list and have a, a Temple recommend interview with everyone to see what you believe in and what you don't believe in and what you think is right and what you think is wrong? How do you handle it? Because it's a complete and total conundrum because you want to love everyone, but yet you're told God thinks this behavior is not appropriate. Well, and you probably have, if you don't have it in your family, you certainly know somebody and you find that person, those persons to be just fine human beings, upstanding human beings. And in many cases, you may love them. I'm dealing it within my own household as we speak. So what what do we do with that? Am I not going to love them? But how do I handle it if I think it's not what God wants and all that stuff? I don't have any answers to these things. So if you want answers, turn the channel because you ain't getting them from me. Maybe you got them, but I don't. I can guarantee you <laughs> 100% that I do not have the answers. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just, and I, I'm laughing because it's... Think, it's Just ridiculous to baffling. think that people would come to us for the answers. Yeah. And yes. It's such a complex issue but here. Should follow, that keep the cougars out? I don't think it will. I don't think it should. Follow the money. We've said that a thousand times. And the Big 12 is in a much more precarious state. And BYU's in no brainer. Although in this time, in this position too, and I guess we've got to go to break, we can get to it. Should BYU say yes? Before, oh, no question. Right. But now, I'm not, not so sure. It's not as clear. I think they probably should, but I'd like more information before oh, I wrote that I for sure. I was going to tease that, and you were going to give the answer on the other side. And I will. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.